Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you very much, Vanessa. The roundup continues with Matty Johns, 0457 736 736 on the text line. Matty, this one from Troy, the Slippery Eel, says, Morning, Whitey in the 88th, the mortal. Uh, I feel like the grand final should be shopped around, but only between the states that have... NRL teams, why can't it go to Townsville? They did a great job with the origin. I believe Sydney take the grand final for granted. That's why it's not a spectacle compared to what you're mentioning, the way that Super Bowl do it in NFL, because they may not see another Super Bowl for 10 years, so they make it something special and a big event, bring on round one. Uh, Look, those last two words to me, Matty, are the keys. Big event. That's what the NRL has to be. The, The grand final's the grand final, but it needs to be a big event, a weak event. And, and Matty, rugby league essentially is a TV sport. We want people going to the stadiums, yes. But it's the, uh, Kerry Pack used to say it's the perfect TV sport. And so if it's played at the MCG, let's say for instance, right, and it's going to be a, it's a sellout, really, does it matter? Like, are we, are we really worried about it, that in Sydney? If you've got 100,000 people in, at the game, even if it's in Victoria, I don't know, is, is that a problem? As, as I'll go back to the same. It is a television sport. It doesn't matter where it's played as long as the stadium is full. Yeah, 100%. The Dragons, Matty, are they the team most under pressure? What's your read on St. George Illawarra from what you've seen, what you've heard, what we know has been going on or perhaps not going on? Well, if you're a Dragons fan, it's like the hits just keep on coming. And bad, you know, a really poor end of last season. You had the pre- presentation fiasco. And there's just been numerous things go on in the off-season. Uh, on, poor trial form. And then, yeah, this is situation where the players pushing and shoving have Look, I've seen this a million times with players. You know, they might have a couple of beers, they argue, and they put this... Like, it's not... That side of it is not a massive deal. The, the thing that is a big deal is that at 6 or 6.30 in the morning and the boys have still been on, on the grog... That that's that's the concern for me, and that's if I'm Anthony Griffin, I'm I'm going away, going, mate. I think I've just totally lost control of the playing group, or lost them. So they've got to buy, like, yeah, like like if if I'm if I'm a George Illawarra player, I want to play round one because I want to put all that behind us. I want to go out there, I want to do a str- put in a strong performance. And they've got another a stay of execution. They've got another week, and I just wonder, Matty, if in round one. Uh, or round two, should I say, they put in another stinker. What do they do with Anthony Griffin? Well, that's going to be my. That was my next question. They got the Titans in round two. It's in fact the last match of the round, so they've got to wait until yep. Sunday, March twelve at six o'clock to finally get on the field. Like you say, that's yep. that's what those players will be dying to do. So how how long do you wait when you're the club? I mean, obviously that. You know, normally, Matty, it's five or six weeks and then we start to question what's going on. But with everything that you've just mentioned, there's a fair argument to say if we're going to make any kind of move, whether it's play, whether it's some sort of reshake, it's the coach or whatever, perhaps we need to do it earlier. I mean, yes. if the bells start ringing, honestly, after round two, 
shouldn't they have addressed that before the thing even started? Well, Matty, the guys who who they're looking at, by all reports, and I I, I would absolutely agree with this. Jason Riles and a coaching partnership of Benny Hornby with Dean Young being the head coach. Now, the problem here is those three guys are assistant coaches at premiership contenders. Right, so it makes it very hard. If, if suddenly the Dragons come banging on the door of Dean Young, well, Todd Payton writes to say, Dino, mate, you have been, you're a vital part of this campaign, mate. We're not going to let you go. I know the Roosters have put something in place with Joel, Jason Riles to say, mate, no, you are not leaving as the assistant until the end of your contract. Um, and so that's a difficult thing. So yeah. if they have a really slow start, start to the year, People will be calling for change. Is it okay? What do they? You know, what do they do? Do they? You know, do are they able to get one of these guys out of their contracts? Do they put an interim in, or do they just have to bite down, hold their nerve, and just go the season with Anthony Griffin? Well, with all due respect to the interim, and and it poses a big problem, like you say. But with all due respect, uh, quite often what you're saying to your fans is, you know what, we're building again, which means. You know yep. what? We're going to have to suck it up again. And and fans just, you know very well, Matty, fans don't like, members don't like that. They pay for success. They demand success. And if you're saying to them, we're going to put you on hold for another year, mm. you know, the, the, the mutiny starts. Well, at Newcastle, we've had a five-year plan for the last 20. And what happens is just about when the house is complete, we decided to knock it over again and do another five-year plan. <laughs> so once the 25-year plan comes through, I tell you, it's going to be it's a gonna be awesome. good house. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of huffing and puffing in that house. Now, while we're speaking about coaches, a roundup random questions just lob for me. Which new coach this season has the best season? So I've got Cameron Serraldo, Anthony mm-hmm. Seabold, Tim Sheens, or Andrew Webster. So they're the four new coaches. I mean, some have been there before, but they're the four new coaches back in the game. Well, uh, look, I think it'll either be I think it'll be Seraldo or um, or Soups. I think both of those sides. I think I, look, Seraldo do an incredible job if you can get him into the finals this year, but it's not beyond them. Uh, and Anthony Seabold, his start at Manly has been really strong. It's only been trial form, but but they've looked. They've looked really, really sharp. So, look, I'll say, uh, look, I'll tell you what, I live in the Manly area, and so I won't be biased, and I'll say Cameron Serraldo. <laughs> okay. Cameron Serraldo yeah. to get the best season of those. Uh, thanks to Snap Fitness, we're also doing Snap Judgments this morning. It is with you every step of the way, snapfitness.com.au. How's your fitness regime? So a couple of weeks off the, off the cans, yeah. are you firing up? I tell you, Matty, it makes training in the morning a lot easier. Yeah. That's for sure. When you're not doing it under duress, and it's the amount. I was talking to a mate yesterday who, uh, a mate who had six months, you know, not having a beer, and I said to him, oh, "It's only been a few weeks for me." I said, "But the clarity, it's unnerving. <laughs> it's so bizarre to wake up on a Monday and actually feel fresh and motivated and see yourself properly in the mirror. It scares the Jesus out of you, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, yes you were it does. spotted, by the way. You have been spotted out there running, pounding the pavement. Uh, no, walking. Ah, okay. Maybe. So walking, walking very, walking, walking no, very right. fast. Yes, they might have thought I was taking a rest in between runs or sprints. <laughs> I have not run in 
over five years. Yeah, I'm with you. As soon as the calf muscle goes, that's your body telling you that the, num- the number next to your name doesn't want to go any further. The Dolphins. So we've spoken about Herbie Farnworth, now Tom Flegler. So two key signings for 2024. Let's backtrack a bit here, Matty, because when the Dolphins were born and we knew that they mm-hmm. were coming in and then Wayne Bennett is is there and then we see the jumper and the sponsor, everything's falling into place except for the big name. Now, everybody's been saying, where's the big name? They courted many and didn't get any. And then everybody's saying, well, hang on a second. What's Wayne Bennett up to? Wayne's saying, cool your jets, folks. I've seen this movie before. When I look at what they're piecing together now, and I'm sure they would have loved to have have gotten the big signings that they were after, are they playing the waiting game for 2023 and putting their eggs in the 2024 basket? Well... Yeah, I think. Look, there's no doubt. There's a long-term term plan. My 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 issue is this: is that they've they've signed some really important senior players, uh, the Bromish brothers and uh, Tanya Kafusi, and they're they're really important signings because there's going to be young guys coming through, and they're going to teach teaching these young guys how to train, how to prepare, uh, how to lead on the field, how to hold your nerve in the arm wrestle, all those things that are really important, but. You know, those guys have only got two years. And so in a couple of years' time, they unless they can go and really start to build some depth now, they might in a couple of years' time find them, find themselves a little bit where they are at the moment. The, the Farnworth and Flegler signings are a really good one. They're good ones because it's, it's the battle now of Brisbane to try to get the best young crop of players coming out of school and they're going to be coming. It'll be you've got the Titans to compete with, and you've got the, you've got the Broncos, and you've got the Dolphins, and they're all going to be fighting over the same players. So for him to land, for for Wayne to, to land a couple of blows, is really important, um, and it's really important for the Dolphins to get off to a good start. Wayne, um, there's a lot of pessimism around because of that last trial. I I get that, but there's just one thing Wayne is very good at, like Tim Sheens is good at, is watching a playing group and straight away working out, okay, this is what they need. This is how they need to play. This is how I coach this guy. I, I, can, I, don't, think, I, I don't think the Dolphins, I think the Dolphins will find a way to get out of that bottom four. Okay. So how, how high do you reckon they can go then? Well, no, I, I would say... I'd say the Dolphins will sit somewhere between, I think, about, uh, well, when I sit out of the bottom four, I, I think the highest they can finish is around, around 11. Yeah. But that's going, to be, that's going to be a good run of injuries and Wayne weaving some of his magic. Mm. It's a heck of a start to your premiership campaign. Does it mean that when the 18th team comes in, and it eventually you've got to say that it will, does it mean that they can look at that and say, OK, we, we might be in the position, depending on where we are, that we'll need a headline player. But yeah. perhaps the lessons learned out of the Dolphins is hold fire for a little bit. If that headline player doesn't yeah. come, then we don't need to rush it. Oh, we've got to be really careful bringing another side in, Matty. Um, that's it's they're gonna be really really careful because I I think the they'll be nervous about the next couple of years with the Dolphins because they've you got to get traction early uh, and when they sign when you said about marquee signings what the Dolphins everyone said right who who is the marquee signings for the Dolphins well the marquee signing was Wayne and when they saw when they signed Wayne 
they just thought everything would fall into place. They said, righto, so, you know, we've got the Queen Bee there and everyone else will come. We'll, you know, we'll go have a go at Munster. If we don't get him, we'll have a go at Ponga. And then one by one, they realised they still couldn't pick up players. Wayne was, Wayne was, he was the man. He was the marquee signing. And it did surprise me how difficult they found recruitment. But, uh, yeah, they, they've, got to, they've got to keep going. Uh, the, 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 spot, the creative side of the team is, is a concern. But again, I come back to the to the point. I think Wayne will play a style of football that eventually they'll be a tough side to play and a tough side to beat. This is the roundup with Matt White, Matty Johns, and your random questions. Keep them coming. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. We'll hit some of them after this.